Hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Naomi Kling. And I'm Max Hogan. On this week's show, we'll begin by taking a closer look at proposed budget cuts to Missouri Technology Corporation and how it could be affecting entrepreneurial support organizations in rural communities across the state. We'll also check in on entrepreneurs in Weston and look at how the tourism-driven town has adjusted during the coronavirus. And of course, we'll bring you the latest headlines and digits in Missouri business news. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. So, Max, I know last week we mentioned that this week was supposed to be National Small Business Week, but that might not be true anymore. That's right, Naomi. With all the uncertainty and the uh, public gathering restrictions that coronavirus has brought, Small Business Week looks like it has moved to a new week uh, that has not been announced yet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Obviously, it's a tough time. A lot of things are being postponed. But with that, we should just get straight into our headlines. Springfield's e-factory has announced that it is canceling its 2020 business accelerator program due to the coronavirus pandemic. The e-factory normally brings in a cohort of startups for a three-month program, investing $30,000 in the companies and providing them workspace and mentorship. E-Factory said last month that it was in financial jeopardy due to the proposed state clawbacks of funding previously administered. The accelerator said that it will continue to devise ways to get funding to startups. Kansas City-based accelerators are changing their venues for their programs this spring and summer. Techstars Kansas City, which starts June 1st, is moving to a remote format. It is taking advice from another program, Techstars Anywhere which was launched about three years ago, presents a remote option for entrepreneurs who couldn't travel. Both accelerators last three months and allow entrepreneurs to join Techstars' global network. In Kansas City, startup Oyo Fitness has raised more than $1 million on the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter. That's since it released its latest product, the Oyo Nova Gym, in late April. The portable device that allows for a full-body workout raced past its original crowdfunding goal of just $30,000 in less than an hour. Overall, the startup reported seeing a 350% sales increase during the height of stay-at-home orders. St. Louis-based startup Purian DX has announced that it has agreed to a partnership with University Hospital of Augsburg in Germany. The startup, which was originally founded in 2014 out of Washington University in St. Louis, will provide the European hospital its technology to test solid and blood-based cancers. With the deal, Purian DX now has upwards of 20 clients in Europe alone. According this, the state legislature is finalizing the budget for the 2021 fiscal year. This year has been especially difficult, of course, because of economic blows from the coronavirus pandemic. We could spend forever talking about the budget, but I know you're interested in one specific part, right? 
Yes, I am interested most in the budget for the Missouri Technology Corporation, a public-private partnership that exists to support the growth of entrepreneurship and high-tech startups. Why is this year's budget so important, though? It's less about this year, more about the past six years or so. There's been a trend of budget cuts to MTC, and business leaders across the state are concerned about what reduced funding could mean for the future of innovation in Missouri, especially in rural communities. I spoke with several of those leaders to figure out how exactly rural innovation centers are functioning and what the MTC funding means to them. On Bill Turpin's first day of work as the president and CEO of Missouri Innovation Center six years ago, he heard the news that the governor had decided to withhold funding to the Missouri Technology Corporation. As their budget is cut, it then reduces their ability to fund the innovation centers, it reduces their ability to do the MOBEC capacity building, and it reduces the ability to do uh, private investments. The restrictions were temporary as former Governor Jay Nixon eventually released the funds, but Turpin would learn that was a sign of things to come. Since 2016, state funding for the MTC has decreased from more than $17 million to less than $3 million a year. This trend threatens funding that supports nine innovation centers across Missouri. The innovation centers are found all around the state, from Kansas City and St. Louis to Joplin and Cape Girardeau, and they support different types of entrepreneurs. The MTC funds up to half of each center's budget. In Columbia, Turpin is concerned about the cuts, but knows his center will survive. And again, fortunately, we're in Columbia where uh, entrepreneurship is highly valued and um, we have a lot of opportunities here. I, I just worry about the other locations, um, what would happen to them. Turpin said the MTC funding only makes up about a third of his Columbia-based Innovation Center's budget, but severe cuts to state funding for the MTC may force him to reduce some of its programming. But according to Turpin, he's lucky. Being in Columbia, the Missouri Innovation Center has access to many resources and supporters. Innovation centers in other parts of the state might not have the same. Caroline Christman is the executive director of Missouri Rural Enterprise and Innovation Center in Kirksville. The center, which they call Merrick, serves entrepreneurs and businesses in 16 counties in Northeast Missouri. She said for her clients, the MTC funding is a vital resource. That funding is crucial for us because there is no other means or avenues in our community or really in rural Missouri um, that I know of that would have allowed us to do what we did. Chrisman said Merrick has two main partners, Kirksville City and the Small Business Development Center for Northeast Missouri, of which she is the director. That small pool of funders could put Merrick's budget at risk if the state were to make cuts to the MTC funding. She said in places like St. Louis, if a center like hers were to shut down, there'd be so many other options. But in Northeast Missouri, there are fewer people and fewer resources. To help out these individuals, they've been able to build that infrastructure because they've got a number of clients that they can serve. You know, while we don't necessarily hear, we've got a vast number of clients, we've got clients, but they're in multiple different fields, multiple different areas that they're working in. So we just haven't been able to build the necessary, the necessary infrastructure um, to support it as well. Startup support organizations in cities are also aware of the threat to rural entrepreneurship. Maggie Crane is the communications director at BioSTL, an entrepreneurial support organization in St. Louis. 
She is concerned for the rural entrepreneurs who may not have access to the resources available in urban areas. If you're in a rural community that don't have that doesn't have access um, to VCs or or even knowing who to call or who to go to, mm-hmm. that, that just puts you a step behind. A concern that is shared by people like Turpin. As Missouri Innovation Center will continue, uh, we'll figure something out. And we're here committed to the Columbia, mid-Missouri region. And uh, I don't foresee us um, going out of business or anything like that. But Chrisman has been that resource in her attempts to bridge the distance from rural entrepreneurs and their potential funding. The MTC has provided her a network of support organizations that she counts on for funding opportunities. But she said these gradual cuts to the MTC funding could cause a domino effect. The concern on our part is, is that if our counterparts in these larger cities, their funding also is going to be cut, well, then that's going to allow, you know, if they have to lay anybody, again, that's just going to be less people that I can reach out to, or they're going to have less resources to do what they do, which is sometimes to assist us as well a domino effect that could result in more than just a loss of funding. One of the worst things that any person in a rural area will tell you is that for those people to pursue their dreams or to to get this their business, their idea up and going, they're going to have to leave. They're going to have to leave my community. They're going to have to leave my area to go to a place that has the resources they need. They're going to have to go to St. Louis. They're going to have to go. And, and therefore, that takes our population down. Um, and so that's what we don't want to see happen. Um, and so that's kind of a, a, a larger fear for us. Meanwhile, some rural innovation centers have access to other sources of funding that protect them from some of the results of the MTC funding cuts. Dusty Cruz is the head of Missouri Enterprise, a federally backed manufacturing innovation center in Rolla. His group's funding comes from federal grants and its own consulting services and the statewide nature of their services gives them a large network of resources. We have an office in Springfield, St. Louis, Kansas City, Cape Girardeau, but our field staff lives all over the state of Missouri. Even so, Missouri Enterprise is still handling changes with less funding from the MTC. 10 years ago, the organization had about 50 people on its staff. Since then, that staff has been cut in half. We're, uh, the people that are left in our team are certainly busier, Um, But we've been operating with a lower budget for about eight years now. So, uh, but we've found a way to be able to uh, survive uh, on a smaller, smaller resource size. As the state's budget is finalized, innovation centers across Missouri will be keeping a close eye on things, considering what it may mean for their ability to cater to entrepreneurs in the future. on rural entrepreneurship and the state's budget, we'll have more information next week on MissouriBusinessAlert.com. All right, Naomi, it's time for another installment from our Outstate series on small town entrepreneurs. Last week, we highlighted the town of Herman and its entrepreneurs in the wine industry. This week, we are headed to the Northwest to the town of Weston. Weston, is that the small town on the outskirts of the Kansas City area? Yes, you got it. With the tourism industry coming to a halt and businesses closing over the past several weeks, 
Entrepreneurs in Weston have had to find creative ways to keep earning an income. That's been a theme we've seen during this pandemic, entrepreneurs pivoting their businesses. It really has been, hasn't it? But in Weston especially, adaptation has been the name of the game there, from retailers putting more emphasis on their online presence to a distillery shifting the production of hand sanitizer. Missouri Business Alerts reporters Jack Anstein, Tina Tan, and Aaron Davis have the story. To some, Weston is known as the best small town in Missouri and the number one tourist attraction. Due to COVID-19, businesses that are usually preparing for peak tourist season are now having to adjust how they make money. While some stores in the town had to completely shut down until the stay-at-home order was lifted on May 4th, essential businesses are figuring out their own ways to stay alive. However, even as storefronts closed, e-commerce grew. U.S. online revenue was up 68% in mid-April. So we closed the doors on March 15th. Fancy Smith owns Cactus Creek, a boutique and event space in Weston. She's canceled future events at Cactus Creek, and the store will continue curbside deliveries only until at least May 15th. In the meantime, Smith is increasing the store's digital presence and taking advantage of loans offered by the state that help small business owners. So for the shop, we already had a website that we've had for years, and we had started last August really trying to boost that, thankfully. And so we were able to pretty, I mean, it was like nothing just to um, just continue doing that. Like I didn't have to do anything new to build a website. We already had that. I actually just posted some pictures on our Instagram of our shop windows, and we've really been using those a lot to put all of our merchandise in them because people are walking so much because it's so pretty and they have so much time with their families. So they can shop the windows to not apply for loans would just be irresponsible, especially for me, because like I said, I don't have another income source, so I have to take advantage of all the things that are available. It just gives us security. I mean, I just put it all in a savings account. Mostly it will enable us to continue to pay our bills. Two blocks away from Cactus Creek is another business in downtown Weston operating at a smaller capacity. My name is Janelle Noel McDonald, uh, and I am co-owner here at the Hatchery House Bed and Breakfast in Weston, Missouri. According to the American Hotel and Lodging Association, at the end of April, 8 out of 10 hotel rooms were empty across the country. Hatchery House has had all of its reservations canceled for the time being, so owners Janelle and Drew McDonald are working on improvements to be ready for when business picks back up. During renovations, the McDonald's have been selling other products, but don't think their rooms will be full again until June. Pretty much since... St. Patrick's Day is kind of when everything shut down here in Weston. Uh, we are still open. We do offer gift certificates um, through our website and our patrons that come on a regular basis have really stepped up to the plate and have uh, purchased gift cards, um, which has really helped us work on some projects that we maybe haven't gotten to as well as uh, keep things running and keep our housekeeper, uh, who we have as one of our employees, keep her paid uh, through this time. So hopefully we will have guests and they will enjoy our improvements that we've made. We really look forward to that time when we can be open, when it's safe for people to be here. Half a mile north of the Hatchery House is Green Dirt Farm. Makes artisan sheep's milk and blended milk cheeses, blended sheep and cow and goat milk cheeses. That's Sarah Hoffman, owner and director of Green Dirt Farm. 
Running a farm and a retail shop, she has had to upgrade her online presence and freeze milk and other items that used to sell quickly. While the revenue from her shop is at a tenth of what it normally is, Hoffman says online sales have increased because of COVID-19. But due to overall declines in revenue, some businesses have been laying off their workers. According to the Missouri Department of Labor and Industrial Relations, over 100,000 people filed unemployment claims in March. Green Dirt Farm has made many staff cuts. When I decided to pull the trigger on staff changes was about mid-March, um, maybe March 15th or so. Started telling staff that it was coming. We just really took a hard look at all the expenses and eliminated everything that we could think of that was not absolutely essential. We were all set up to hire H-2A visa workers um, seasonal um, farm workers to come to help out with the, the dairying were originally going to come in the beginning of April and help us with getting set up and ready for lambing and milking and we put that off until May 15th. Now I don't even know. Missouri began the first steps of the Show Me Strong recovery plan on Monday. Even though businesses are allowed to open back up, they're still encouraged to be flexible and slowly return to normal operations. Because Weston relies heavily on tourism, a slow reopen could mean a longer recovery process for the town. Even though businesses are able to open, people are still recommended to continue to practice social distancing. All three of these business owners recognize how hard Weston will be hit by this pandemic, but can see tourists roaming the streets in the future. With producers Jack Anstein and Tina Tan, I'm Erin Davis for Missouri Business Alert. what it's time for. It's time for us to give you our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri startup news. All right. My digit this week is $35,000. $35,000. Okay. What's that for? That's the total amount of money student startups won during the Rainer Venture Creation Challenge hosted by the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Three companies won $5,000 apiece. They are Calving Technologies, which makes technology for tracking livestock, Cannabis Markets, a nonprofit organization that distributes food in the Kansas City region, and Wart Patch, which has developed a treatment for viral warts. What's your digit this week, Naomi? My number this week is quite smaller than yours. Okay, how much smaller? Let's hear it. It's 30. 30? Yes, that's about how many businesses signed a letter protesting Boone County's reopening plan. The county's plan is more restrictive than the state's, asking certain businesses like bars to remain closed and implementing occupancy limits. The group of nearly 30 business owners expressed a desire to stop county officials from determining which businesses are essential and which are not. Boone County isn't the only place entrepreneurs have pushed back against local coronavirus orders. In the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County, two business owners jointly filed a lawsuit seeking to block local stay-at-home orders. Now that's just about a wrap. But before we leave you, we need a final closing thought. I have one from Caroline Chrisman, the executive director of Missouri Rural Enterprise and Innovation Center. She had some advice for entrepreneurs who may think they can do everything on their own. 
don't go at it alone. Like there are resources out there to help people. I mean, I know a lot of times entrepreneurs think they're um, walking down a road that's never been walked or they're trying to do things on their own. And that's just not, not necessary. There's either help from our offices or all around the state that can help walk people through a process, a system to, to help them, you know? And so I think all entrepreneurs need that. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Naomi Kling and me, Max Hogan. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.